Yo, this is Lit 6, Chapter 6 of Steel Like an Artist. This is the MMD at the golf course. So, Chapter 6. In short, it's a two-step process. And it's the key to creative success, according to the author. Basically, do good work and share it with people. It's all the author talks about for the entire chapter. Now that I've gone through six chapters, I have to say the, uh, the book itself is kind of light. I think it's like 200 pages. Each chapter seems to be about seven pages in length. Most of them filled with blank pages and whole page pictures. Not, this chapter is not the exception, you know? So the secret to success is to do good work and share it with people. Um, let me see what I have written. It's really cold. Hoping to knock this one out quickly. Blank page, chapter, full page diagram. What you love, what loves you back. Hopefully the intersection of those two things in the vein diagram, uh, if you're lucky, is in the middle. All right, so in the beginning, obscurity is good. That is the first subchapter of this chapter. So he remarks by starting off the chapter with, I get a lot of emails from young people who ask, how do I get discovered? So basically what the author is saying is that when you're starting off and before you've hit on a, a winning formula. Obscurity is good. Now, you can define like successful or winning or, or good or efficient or whatever it is, whatever quantifier you want to attach to it. But the key is that obscurity allows you to fine tune it without being under the microscope of uh, tons of people. It allows you to make mistakes. It allows you to um, find your voice. Figure out what it is you want to do creatively before people start coming in with their opinions of how you should do things. But before asking how you get discovered, you have to accept that this is A, solely for creative pursuit or benefit, and B, without the expectation of fame or money. And that's going to be true for most things. You're not actually going to make money at it. Most creative things that you do are not going to set the world ablaze. And you're just going to have to live with that. So when it comes to making good work, they're talking about 
perfecting your craft, your voice, your way of doing things. Um, while stealing from other people, like we talked about in previous chapters, stealing being a hyper-specific term in this case, um, to be like creative borrowing. Um, so they want you to be constantly looking at your influences and their influences and their influences, constantly learning, analyzing, borrowing, adapting, modifying, synthesizing those influences into your craft. Um, that's what they mean by perfecting. That's what they mean by stealing. Uh, knowing that you're going to, again, build on what came before you. Okay, so that's done. And that's because it's not that people are cruel or mean. The author says that uh, writer Stephen Pressfield says it's not that people are mean or cruel, they're just busy. And that's true. There's so many things competing for people's time. Where the hell is my dog? Tilly! Till! She's in those bushes again. Damn it, dog, get out of the bushes. You messed yourself up last time when you did that. Stay out of them. All right? I'm not gonna tell you again. You go home after this. If you keep it up. Sorry. Um, it's not that people are mean or just that they have so many things to entertain themselves with. That's probably way too much noise. Uh, there we go. And that's true. There's so many podcasts, so many painters, writers, author, well, authors is the same thing. Uh, YouTube careers, whatever it is that you're doing, there's so many of them out there, all competing for people's time, that not everyone's gonna get audience. It's just not possible. And the author says that we shouldn't take the fact that people are willing to pay attention to our creative efforts, no matter how many people it is, um, we shouldn't take that lightly. We should honor the fact that people are willing to pay attention to what it is that we're doing. I guess after yourself, 
who the author has said is paramount. The next group that we should be considering when we make our art is our audience. Whoever our audience is. For this reason. I've already stated that. The other thing about obscurity, it's also finding out what you're passionate about because that also is another catalyst for art. Passion and art often go hand in hand because it inspires you. So also consider that of the previous points. All right, requesting this hill. Finally. All right, I'm done with this note. Let's move on to the next page. More about being anonymous. You can do whatever you want, experiment, do things just for fun. Oh, there's no huge paycheck down the line. No stockholders, no emails from your agent, no hangers on. You'll never get that freedom back once people start paying attention. And especially not once they start paying you money. Enjoy your obscurity while it lasts. Use it. That's directly from the book, obviously. Um, I just wanted to, you know, touch base back with the book. And I think, you know, it's all logical. It makes sense. It has to be true. Because... It's self-evident. None of this is new. I also think that it's a double-edged sword in the rush to start things like Patreon. Don't go in, especially with podcasts, don't go in starting a podcast expecting that you're going to, from the get-go, get like some sort of Patreon going. Um for whatever it is you're doing. And unless you're doing some sort of journalistic endeavor where you need to pay people to go and do research and write stories and all that stuff, I wouldn't expect to be making money from podcasting. Unless, of course, obviously you're your own news outlet then you shouldn't expect to be paid because you're looking to get hired. But then that's different. You consider it based on your own time and what that's worth and whether or not you should be pursuing that thing that you're trying to do in journalism. But again, this is about just podcasting, big tent podcasting all podcasts so I'm also considering things that are just done purely for hobbies not so much monetization we already talked about that in the first episode moving on to the next page 88 of 173 pages this book is 173 pages so that's why we hit our next subtopic the not so secret formula like I said it's do good work, 
And the next part is sharing it with people. Share it with everybody. Get on the in online. Um, the author talks about using social media, using um, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, I guess DeviantArt too, whatever it is you used to share your, your craft. Do it. Learn it. He talks about making your own websites. He talks about learning to code, um, having control of your own creative destiny. Um, it's a two-step process. Step one, do good work. Is incredibly hard. Oh, sorry. Let me let me try that one more time. It's a two-step process. Step one, do good work is incredibly hard. There are no shortcuts. Make stuff every day. Know you're going to suck for a while. Fail. Get better. Step two, share it with people. Was really sorry. Step two, share it with people was really hard up until about ten years or so. That's funny. Even he finds it hard. Oh, okay, yeah, he's talking about the internet. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. He, he's talking about the internet. He is very big on sharing stuff via online, which is weird because when we talked about creating stuff, he was like, I got an analog desk and I got a digital desk. And I was like, you got a digital dick. But I don't, I don't create an, an analog um, perspective, all right? I'm not like a, a person who takes old school photos. I'm not a person who chisels stuff into stone. I don't, I'm a digital person. I make things digitally because it allows me to actually make stuff that doesn't suck, right? So that's who I am. That's, yeah, if you want to argue with me that this sucks, then fine. I will entertain you. But I never said that I was going to be good at anything, including this podcast. MMD 2018. Uh, so share it with people. Then he talks about learning, like being the master of your own creative destiny, learning to code. Um, he talks about that helping your creativity and knowing how things work allows you greater uh, control of how things work. Like your, in, in terms of your artwork. He talks about the secret of the internet. Uh... It's a two-step process, according to him. Step one, wonder at something. Step two, invite others to wonder with you. You should wonder at things nobody else is wondering about. If everybody's wondering about apples, go wonder about oranges. The more open you are about sharing your passions, the closer people will feel about your work. Sorry, the closer people will feel to your work. Artists aren't magicians. There's no penalty for revealing your secrets. He's about to go back on this slightly in a couple of pages. But let's see what my notes are about it. Oh, I didn't write any notes about it. Okay, so it's a fairly... So wonder stuff. You got other people to wonder at stuff. 
Everybody's wondering about stuff. You're wondering about different stuff. People are wondering, 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 wondering. Everyone's wondering. Great. So that's, that's what that boils down to. Here's where that matters. When you open up your process and invite people in, you learn. I've learned so much from folks who submit poems to my newspaper blackout site. I find a lot of things to steal too. It, benefit, it benefits me as much as it does them. Or anything about that now. And that's true. That's 100% true about the creative process. You learn all the time. If you're not learning, you're dying. If you're not, because you're not evolving, right? Creatively. It doesn't matter what you do. Even when you're good at something, you should be learning. And the people you're learning from should be learning from you. It's not a one-way street. It's a didactic process. If you're not... If they're not learning from you, then you probably should find new creative friends. And that's not to be mean. That's just brutally honest. Because it should be a two-way street. Or they're not doing their best to try and learn something from you. But that's a whole other kettle of fish. He talks about having a website. Uh, having your own website is like a container to inspire ideas. Because once you have a website, his creative process, and he urges you to consider it, is once you have the website, think about how you should fill it, what you should fill it with, and go about making that. So for him, having a personal website is uh, essential to being creative because it gives him a, a desire or a need or the much needed inspiration to make new things. <sighs> he says, a lot of artists worry that being online will cause them to make less work. But he's found that being online is a, quote, kick in the pants. So if you want your, your creative pants kicked, get online. Pretty simple concept. I don't think I have to really belabor this point. It's a container. Fill it. Great. Oh, I did write a note about this. It's a lot of pretentious gobbledygook. Mr. Cleon is a huge fan of putting things in line. He finds that having a website spurs creativity. You're the only or as good as the last post or blog. That I should have highlighted in the first place. You're only as good as your last post, your last blog, your last podcast, the last thing you put out. And that I think is true with whatever you put out in line. They're not going to all be gold. They're not going to be all good. But... Just know that you're only as good as the last thing you put out. Um, as far as being a creator is concerned. Because you're only a creator when you create. You're only a podcaster when you podcast. You're only a painter when you paint. You're only a thing that you do when you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Otherwise, you're an ex, former, on hiatus, whatever prefix you want to put in front of it. Because... Really, it's, it's 
The fact that you're adding a prefix that matters. The fact that you're not creating, that's what matters. When it comes to being an artist. Because you shouldn't be hung up on making art in the big A art. Alright? You shouldn't be worried about setting the world ablaze with your creative. You should be working at perfecting your craft. Doing, at finding your voice, at doing it, whatever it is you want to do with your medium of choice. Not making something revolutionary. Uh, so if you're, I guess, struggling for ideas, get a website and ask yourself, how am I going to fill it? And actually go about filling it. Don't just fucking sit there and go, how am I going to fill this and never get to filling it? Make something. Do it. Uh, oh, there's a picture that I'm going to capture and put hopefully you can read it but I doubt it it's really it's really uh, gonna be tiny for cover art it's the life of our project it starts off with this is the best idea ever then it moves on to okay this is harder than I thought from there it goes on to this is gonna take some work which is followed by this sucks and it's boring right at the bottom the rock bottom of the project, the life of the project, it's the dark night of the soul. Which, from there you start moving up, it'll be as good to finish, it'll be good to finish because I'll learn something for the next time. Followed by the last part on the life of the creative project. It's done and it sucks, but it's not as bad as I thought. And I think that's true. This is stolen, the author stole it from his friend, Marine McHugh, McHugh, M, little c, big H, UGH. Wait, no, he uses his ugly, all caps, writing that looks like he wrote it in hand, but he's an author with an ebook. Anyways, I'll somehow, if that doesn't illuminate it. I'll try and incorporate it. Here's where he goes back on the previous point. He says, share your dots, but don't connect them. So he's gone from sharing everything, do good work and share it with people, to do good work and share some of it with people. He really means actually sharing some of it. You share the dots, but you don't connect them. So before you go about doing everything, like showing everything in your process, show, you know, like a teaser in a, in a finished project. Don't necessarily show how you got there. Um, share what you're comfortable with, I think, is the, the better approach. But I can't necessarily speak for the author. I didn't write this book. I'm just going to tell you what I have highlighted, which is 
You don't have to share everything. In fact, sometimes it's better if you don't. Show just a little bit of what you're working on. Share a sketch or a doodle or a snippet. Share a little glimpse of your process. Think about what you have to share that could be some, uh, think about what you have to share that could be of some value to people. Share a handy tip you've discovered while working or link to an interesting article. Mention a good book you're reading. If you're worried about giving your secrets away, you can share your dots without connecting them. It's your finger that has to hit the publish button. You have control over what you share and how much you reveal. So I'm showing you the entire page of this book because I'm showing you the control I have of what I choose to disclose here. And I feel like the author is choosing what they're disclosing. So before you think about, where's your ball? Tilly? Where's your ball? I hope you didn't lose it or leave it somewhere. Sorry. Before you, you think about disclosing your entire process, think about the fact that you don't have to share everything. Just share enough to keep people interested. Or maybe you just share bits about the process, what you've learned. Anything that is useful to people, that's interesting, that people can take away. Where's your ball? Till, where'd you leave your ball? Tilly, are we gonna have to go looking for it after this? <sighs> He's got a quote from Howard Aiken, which states, don't worry about stealing, don't worry about people stealing your ideas. If your ideas are any good, you'll have to ram them down people's throats. Because like they said, people are busy, they have lots of things to pay attention to. Even good ideas have to compete in the idea marketplace. In fact, even they even compete against garbage ideas. So, consider that. All ideas compete in the idea marketplace. And that's why you have to ram them down people's throats. Then it's a blank page. And then it's chapter seven. That, my friends, is chapter six of Steal Like an Artist. The two-step process, do good work, share it with people. I'm the MD.